Hey, this is Ali Ballas, and I am a victim of the 2020 lockdown. All joking aside, I just want to hang, and I've heard a lot of people saying the same, and sometimes with people who I don't even know. And as we've come to realize, that is not okay during a pandemic. Even though we can't meet in person, doesn't mean we can't get outside of our bubble. This is about learning new things, stepping outside, and all while staying home. Just because we can't hang, there still can't hang. This week on Can't Hang, I hang with Craig Ramsey, a man of many talents with Canadian origin, but living in my dream home of Palm Springs, California. We chat about tackling fitness in the pandemic, how he has progressed through his career from Broadway to reality television to fitness books, and how those of us working from home can stretch our bodies for good. Also, perhaps my favorite part of Craig is that he encourages drinking wine and exercising, which is amazing. And now it is my pleasure to introduce you to Craig Ramsey. Okay, so I am very excited to have Craig hang with us this week, all the way from California, which I'm so sad that I'm not there, but welcome, Craig. Yes, um, I wish all of you could experience a little bit of paradise here. Uh, if, with my family being Canadian, oh, I just feel so bad calling them uh, and they're freezing there and uh, it's 80 degrees here. Yeah. So where are they right now? So my family and I'm from uh, a, a small town, Harrow, uh, Ontario, which is near Windsor. And okay. the majority of my family is still located there and in Burlington. And uh, I'm the one that um, the lone uh, ranger who ventured to California and prior to that, New York. Um, but I'm in Palm Springs now. I just moved here from L.A. Uh, during the pandemic. Oh, what a beautiful place to be. I'm sort of actually familiar with that area because I went to Western in London. So I sort of sort of know that that uh, Southwest Ontario and um, I'm sure they're getting hit with snow while you're probably sending them photos like mm, look at me. So everyone's yeah. jealous of you. Yeah, I have to be careful on the social media uh, because I, I I can't like say, okay, let's work out outside. And then all of mm -hmm. a sudden, you know, I get bombarded with all of these bitter comments of uh, like from Winnipeg, for instance, because I lived in Winnipeg oh, yeah. for a while when I was with Roy Winnipeg. And they're like, uh, yeah, it's nine degrees um, Fahrenheit here. Not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like if I was to work outside right now, I'd have my huge parka on and just getting that on would be, you know, a workout in itself. So then I just take it back off and, and put it away. Um, totally. But I guess for anyone that somehow doesn't know, I feel like I've followed you for a while, but you're like a really entertaining fitness personality, which I especially, I, I mean, I appreciated it before, but especially during the pandemic, I appreciate it because it is just so hard to try to work out while you're stuck at home. Um, so at least if it's fun, then, you know, it's, it's fun yeah. and it's something to look forward to. Um, it's hard to keep things positive during the pandemic, even for me, like I really had to switch gears and just really tap into my entertainment background, which is Broadway and, uh, and uh, TV and film and, and that, but I've, you know, I've done the fitness industry for 20 plus years now and written best-selling books and stuff. So I do have a reputable fitness career, but the pandemic, I really needed to combine both of those worlds just to make uh, things light and fun, um, which was so necessary 
necessary, I feel, for for myself, too. I, I really mm. benefited from having that outlet. And I'm you know hopeful that uh, people out there did as well. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And man, like I was just about to list all those things. I'm so glad that you did because you're still so young. I feel like I'm going to flatter you here. Um, oh. And you've done all of these like things like I just it's so crazy. And like, obviously, you're so well-rounded. So I'm really just going to pump your tires here. So you're just so great and well-rounded. Like, look at you go. Um, But um, jumping into your fitness background. So were you always kind of like in the fitness space, even like growing up? Like, did you do, you know, like the sports growing up and stuff like that? Well, listen, Canadian, of course, I was put on hockey Mm -hmm. skates when I was two years old before I could walk. Um, I always, yeah, my parents um, really allowed me to uh, groom, you know, be groomed and and explore all different areas of athleticism from gymnastics to hockey to track um, Mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, gathering um, neighborhood uh, adults, uh, charging them a dollar, which is steep at that time, because I'm much older than you. But in the 80s, uh, being able to entertain them by standing on my head and uh, doing backflips off of the uh, off of the deck and and things. So um, I've always been athletic, and I've had that luxury of having support and being labeled that. Um, mm-hmm. But I have an incredible sensitivity as a fitness expert uh, that the majority of people have not been. Um, given that privilege. Uh, so my goal is to make everyone uh, own athleticism and own their physique and confidence with that uh, at any age. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great. And I think, you know, so many people that I know, like I grew up playing sports just as similar to you, I guess, maybe not as um, extravagant and I'm definitely not flexible or uh, gymnastic and oriented, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, but growing up in that space, like I'm just used to, you know, being a part of these like athletic environments and, and these fitness environments. But so many of my friends that I either went to school with or, or met along the way, um, they're like, well, we didn't grow up as athletes. So like, we just, we are like not really into fitness. And and I think that, that it's so cool to see so many of these programs, I guess. And so many of these fitness spaces, like really tapping into people like, no, like you totally can be athletic. And like, just because you're not into sports doesn't mean you're not an athlete. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's so cool. I kind of was, you know, doing some preparation for this interview. Um, and I was, you know, doing that old school creep, the Instagram in your Instagram bio, you, you um, have the fitness guy that Colin Farrell called a naughty girl. Can you tell me what this is about? Because this is so personally like intriguing to me. <laughs> Maybe no, no yeah, one else cares. It, it is, I think it's I, funny. It's Googleable, and a lot is um I, mm-hmm. to my parents and family embarrassment is Googleable. But um, this in particular was was quite a special uh, moment for me. Um, being you know having a huge crush on Colin Farrell and um, even Sharon Osbourne. I'm a fan of hers, and the two mm-hmm. of them were on the Graham Norton show. And uh, for those that don't know, Graham Norton is is a very popular um, UK based. Uh, I think he's Australian, uh, UK based, uh, talk show, sort of like Ellen, uh, is in the States and, or Marilyn Dennis in uh, Canada. And, uh, he called me on my cell phone, um, one day when I was actually at the airport a few years ago. And he said, uh, you know, this is Graham Norton. And, and he says, do you know who I am? And I said, of course I do. And he goes, how do you know who I am from LA? And I said, I'm Canadian. He goes, enough said, awesome, fabulous. Um, and he asked me if he, if I could get on a plane and be, uh, go to the UK and be on a show. And I, I couldn't because I had other responsibility, which broke my heart, but he 
he says, I still want you, um, let, let us Skype you in. And, um, mm. and I didn't even know really who the guests were. And then all of a sudden they see Colin Farrell, Sharon Osbourne, um, and Jeremy Clarkson, uh, and, just such a good roundup of uh, couch guests. And uh, so Graham, cool. Graham asked me in the theme of I had a, a hit viral series. In fact, uh, one of the most popular viral series ever for Scripps Network that owns HGTV and Food Network and Cooking Channel and such. Uh, it was called Five Minute Workout Anywhere. And initially, mm -hmm. the show was supposed to be serious. And it was like, okay, if you're at the bus stop, you're going to do uh, these exercises. And I said, that's so overdone and boring. Let's have fun with it. And I want to do it like while you're going through the car wash and while you're in church and all of these very controversial places. And I always threw in just the ridiculousness that um, as a trained, you know, contortionist and ballet dancer, I was able mm -hmm. to do. And so um, Graham said, can we do an exercise? And I said, yes, of course. And I um, had them all, I'm guiding them all into on the couch, the guests into this uh, exercise. And then uh, next thing you know, Colin Farrell is doing my good girl, naughty girl legs, which basically basically spreads your legs so wide open for naughty and then brings the knees in together and closed for the good girl. Oh my and God. <laughs> he could not, they couldn't even catch their breath. Like Sharon Osbourne did a spit take and, um, and Colin just called me a naughty, naughty girl. And I loved every second of it. Oh my God. That is like the coolest like interview moment, especially because you didn't go in like knowing like that would have been so like, I would have been shook if I answered like the zoom or whatever, like the Skype and mm -hmm. saw all these people. And then obviously now you have to do this segment, which is so awesome. And then you got that awesome quote. So I feel like that was such a cool experience for you. It is. And the follow-up is great too with that. Like uh, I've been mm. so lucky to have TV experience for myself. And I think that makes me a, a unique trainer too, because uh, all too mm -hmm. often uh, an actor who has a side job as a trainer um, really has a difficult time gaining notoriety for both of them and respect for both mm -hmm. of them. And um, the, a lot of the people like even Colin um, followed up with me and that and I keep in contact with them because there's a sensitivity that I have that I understand all the pressure and the obstacles that they have as TV personalities to keep up with their fitness. So a lot mm -hmm. of my clients um, be, even though I, I, I train absolutely any everyone and every, everyone on um, social media and such but in person a lot of them are still to date uh, especially during the pandemic via Zoom or um, Skype is uh, celebrities. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. So I'm glad that you mentioned this like background in entertainment and, and, you know, acting and stuff. So how did you obviously now that we're talking about it, how did you come from Ontario and then become an actor? Like, was this something that you were into? Obviously, you were a performer. Like if you're gathering all these people um, to come watch you, you're you're a clear performer. But how did you get into acting? Well, I Early on, I grew up in a very small town, as I said, Harrow, and um, I really do praise and have much gratitude for the community, the church the uh, that I was with, the um, uh, Guestwood camp, and my parents, and just uh, a lot of people just supported me being basically a class clown to start with, mm -hmm. and that was my <laughs> playground of how I can torment teachers and fellow classmates and things like that. And little did they, everyone know that I, you know, would go on to Broadway and such. It was just so training. <laughs> it was training. It was good training too, because I think uh, people didn't know how to handle 
handle me. And I just loved and embraced that. Um, but then, uh, you know, again, my parents were very supportive and there were so many outlets in, uh, especially Windsor, Essex County, and even London. I was a part of the Western Fair, like entering those mm-hmm. um, singing competitions. And and I, I just had a lot of outlets to be able to um, discover uh, the love for artistry. Windsor Light Opera, Theatre Alive, WCCA um, program uh, that I went to for high school, that it just w- it naturally fit. And before I knew it, I had, you know, a handful of Broadway shows on, on under my belt and it never was a question of could I do this or would I do this? It just all mm-hmm. fell into place, thankfully, because I do believe where I grew up in Canada um, was so supportive. You sound like you had a great like growing up. <laughs> like I feel like you got to do all the things like all the sports and all the stuff. And and obviously that's a testament to like the well-rounded approach you have now. And you can really see that because I well, I love your videos because I love fitness and I will never, um, I will never, uh, outside of sports, find fitness fun. I wouldn't describe fitness as fun, but right. your videos are fun because, you know, you're like listening and you say funny things and tell funny stories. So then it's like, oh my God, I'm still doing all these squats and I'm still doing all these stretches. Well, look at that. Like still well, going. Programming. I think it's also the programming. Like I had, uh, everything I do, um, is a play on real life. Like when mm-hmm. I have clients, uh, and any of the housewives, um, from the Bravo chain, uh, the real housewives that I train. And basically this, this transfers over to a lot of women in my life. They, they tell me train, give me whatever you want. Just don't take away my wine. So I said, no problem. I'm a trained contortionist. I'm a wine enthusiast. And I created Stretch a Reason to Wine, which is drunk fitness. And mm-hmm. since the pandemic, I put it on social media and I, I tell everyone, you know, grab your favorite glass of wine and we're going to stretch with this and we're going to talk and gossip um, during the sipping. And then I'm going to pair perfectly a stretch section that goes along with that tasting. And you're going to stretch uh, the crap out of your body with me. So I'm including mm-hmm. fitness in in such a um, a practical and inviting way that um, takes into consideration people life people's lifestyle and people enjoying the human condition because not everyone wants to uh, you know prep meal prep for the week and put it in in plastic baggies and uh, mm-hmm. Tupperware containers. People want to have fun with this human experience, and we all deserve to do it. So if we're you know. If we're going to do that, then I'm going to make it fun and interesting and, and make it apply to your life. And there's no excuse when I'm telling you, you can work out when you're drunk um, and in, in particular stretching, then you know damn well that I'm the trainer that's going to hold you accountable to fit it in, regardless of the obstacles that are in your life. Absolutely. I, I love that approach. And I think that is so important um, for people to realize, like, it doesn't have to be like this thing that you just like completely is daunting and hanging over your head. Um, but I did read on your website. I'm glad you brought that up too. So um, there's like scientific benefits um, with exercising and moderate wine drinking. So like kind of your take on it is like, let's do both. Like, why yeah. not be like double healthy? Here, um, I'm going to cough and it's, it's not COVID. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Excuse it's, me. it's water that went down the wrong tube because I'm mm. drinking some lemon water this morning. Um, oh, don't you feel okay. like you have to do that during pandemic? Like I always have mm-hmm. to say, oh um, my God. I coughed or sneezed and everyone's so sensitive about it. <laughs> like, Oh, uh, I know. I went to a massage a couple of weeks ago when it was still, I don't know if it's still safe to do so, but it definitely was at the time. And I had walked there and it was kind of cold. So I was sniffling once I got in there, you know, you got from cold to hot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I just need to tell you, like, I'm, I swear I'm not sick. I feel fine. And she's like, oh my God, like 
all good, like whatever. But it does. It makes you like say things that you're like, I, I swear, like disclaimer, yeah. like this is just because I'm like a human and like I Listen, came in I'm from not the cold. Okay with it. If someone was sniffling around me, like I jumped 20 feet away, like I, I don't want to oh, make light of these difficult times. But I think sure. that it is important to point out the obvious. Like I did a social distance uh, yoga uh, the other yes. day where everyone's 20 feet away. And uh, of course, we're outside. It's, it's Palm Springs and it's beautiful. But um, yeah, and like someone just even we're breathing through like big, big breath in through the nose and out through the mouth with a mask. We all have masks on. And a woman coughed like that. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm OK. I'm OK. Don't please don't panic. <laughs> and I think we're all just so sensitive. I'm really hoping that eventually, hopefully in 2021, we're able to have some kind of normalcy where we're not so on edge. Mm-hmm. normally in a yoga class if someone makes a noise I'm just mad at them because I'm like oh I'm just like in my zone like don't get me out of my zone but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's just a whole different uh whole different beast yeah I know I'm really hoping uh wouldn't you love to travel uh, among other things yes. that are just basic basic life things I'd love to do too but oh man yeah I mean just even down the street like I just want to yeah go to eat or or do some normal things um Mm -hmm. but you know we're all sensitive right now like even with my fitness videos I I, I'm there's a whole new layer of of awareness that I have to have like even the breathing excessive breathing um and or compromising people's immune system because at first Mm -hmm. when the when the first lockdown happened um what I saw that I found very troubling with a lot of the fitness programming that was out there was it's way too far advanced from what people were used to and people were like mm-hmm. if i'm locked inside i'm going to become an olympic athlete and i'm going to work out <laughs> to full um capacity and mm-hmm. that's not wise it lowers your immune system so i tried to get the message out there where i was like okay building steps and then people were mm-hmm. getting injured and then they had to venture outside and go to the doctor and especially um in the states uh and and a lot of places around the world those hospitals are already filled and prioritizing covid you don't want to create a, a possibility um, of an injury or such that would put you in in a compromised um environment absolutely yeah yeah so a lot of my stuff i i do try and address that and i try and start simple and for the fitness elite i'll throw in a video on my youtube fitness and slots that is just a kick-ass killer um you're not going to be able to survive this 20 minute workout (laughs) uh to appease Mm -hmm. everyone um but my huge disclaimers with that where it's like okay reel it in people this is not for everyone and you shouldn't feel guilty about it Mm-hmm. And I think that's good also with like more beginner-esque videos is that, you know, if if you're not, if you're, let's say, like maybe a bit above that or an intermediate or even like an expert, I would say, like you can add weight to it or like you can, you know, do it a little bit faster or something like that. So I, I do always try to tap into those because then if, you know, if you're at a beginner pace that day like you do the beginner pace like whatever at least you're moving your body and you're not totally sedentary for the whole day (laughs) well I'm (laughs) I'm a stretch expert and uh as I said you know I went to Roy Winnipeg Ballet School and was uh able to perform with the company a couple years ago actually in Romeo and Juliet and and uh, I have a trained contortionist background and I wrote a best-selling book on stretching and let me tell you if everyone just simply focused on a program of stretch uh during this whole pandemic or lockdown as you said uh, you know, that Toronto's a, a experiencing greater Toronto area. If people focused on that, your body would benefit health wise, physique wise, uh, so greatly. So the, in my professional opinion, the most appropriate across the boards, universally accepted form of exercising is stretching. Your body's going to dictate it. If it doesn't feel good, um, 
meaning like if it hurts and uh, or you feel like you're going to uh, be compromised, then then abort and just do something uh, with modifications. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, stretching is is really an ideal form of exercise. I feel that is ha- highly health beneficial during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. That is something that I definitely need to kind of into my muscles. I've been told this so my whole life. Like I've just I have very tight muscles, so I just uh, not that they're ripped or anything, but you know I need to practice stretching, and I think it would be so beneficial um, to my body. So. Thank you for that reminder. Yeah, there's um, not one person that has ever come into my life that has said, "Oh yeah, I, I'm good. I'm stretch. I stretch enough." Even my contortionist <laughs> oh, yeah. clients, they're like, "No, I, I don't take proper, you know, proper time to stretch for me. They'll stretch for a show or stretch for, mm-hmm. you know, a social media or whatever like that." But um, yeah, it's also a great way of connecting the mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I always. I'm so relaxed, especially like obviously in a yoga setting, but yeah, just taking that time to like breathe through and whatever. Um, But for those who similar to me, similar to many people um, I've been chatting with lately who are at a desk or working from home or like fairly, uh, fairly sedentary during the workday, if you could tell us or these people to do, let's say like two, I know we're on audio. It's going to be a little bit difficult, but let's say like two or three stretches a day. Like what do you think would be most beneficial to these, uh, these type of individuals? Yeah, actually, I feel that this is super easy to communicate. Uh, So two things. Uh, If you are at home, so many people are working from home and or going to school at home Mm -hmm. and we're in front of the computers, you're slouching, you're looking at your phone down, the neck is is, um, looking down. Uh, All of this can lead to havoc on your body. So there's there's uh, catching in checking with yourself like every 15 minutes or so and saying, yes, I could do some upper body stretches, which are basic ones, tricep, bicep, neck, um, the, you know, twisting of the back. Uh, But let me tell you, posture is key, both while you're working and during your stretching breaks. And a good way to check in with your posture is from the base up. So when you're even sitting there, are your feet shoulder width apart parallel and, um, are, are you sitting up nice and tall? And I always say tits up and ass out, right? Um, which helps that. And then <laughs> that it, will help. You, it does. It makes you elevate and lift up um, very ballet-esque like. And mm-hmm. uh, a good trick, and this is a key for protecting your neck and your rotator cuff and everything. Roll up a washcloth um, in a circle. So just roll it up um, and then place it in one of your armpits. And gently hold on to it. Don't squeeze where you feel a huge contraction in the chest and stuff, but just simply hold on to it. It will elevate. It will push the shoulders down away from the ears and back and bring the scapula together. And that posture will raise up your head. And then you should adjust your computer and or phone in accordance to that. And right there, you're already working muscles and fatiguing proper muscles, connective tissue muscles that are going to support your joints, your ligaments, and utilize your core, your abs. Um, And right there is what you do during your working at home. And it's exhausting. And it's a really good exercise program that also burns calories throughout the day. And then do that when you do any stretching program that you can easily Google and or buy my anatomy of stretching book um, on Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime or anywhere else um, and have a reference to specific stretches that you can do. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that's perfect. I'm like practicing all these things as we're talking. I'm like, okay, up, like, like said, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, oh yes, okay, that definitely helps. I'm gonna, man, I'm gonna remember that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will mention one set of videos that are also so pandemic prime that I found on your website are your workout from bed, like as if I needed another reason not to get out of bed every day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> can you can you speak to these videos a little bit? Yeah, I'm the trainer that wants you to get in bed with me. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, across the board, all is invited. Um, I I did uh, a fit from bed series um, uh, a while ago, and I kind of contoured those principles to fit the pandemic, where um, really, you know, tongue in cheek, if you will, where uh, you think, oh, that's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to give you, you know, three simple exercises that you can do for bed. But let me guarantee you, the people that actually execute them uh, say that, yes, I'm sore. I feel great. Um, It was such a great workout. The bed gives enough leeway and giveaway that um, my um, fitness programming that I match with uh, complementing the the bed and then the mattress uh, really do give you a safe, great workout. Um, And a lot of people don't have space. Like I lived in New York for many years when I did Broadway. I have tons of friends there that are in um, 300 square foot or smaller uh, apartments. All they have Mm -hmm. is Mm-hmm. their bed they don't have room mm-hmm. or stretching and such so uh when in doubt um don't be afraid of working out uh from bed and uh, that only improves your strength and stamina for other exercising that i highly recommend you do uh solo or with a partner in bed yeah absolutely i was just gonna say um that's really funny and i i all your videos like i always watch them I'm like man this is so like not that it's simple um simple-minded but it's just like so simple and like I can just see yeah like it's just so easy to follow and like it doesn't need to be like you mentioned earlier it doesn't need to be like training to be an Olympic athlete as soon as you feel like that's an option for you because it's not um so many of these exercises like you get going and you're like oh my god like what are they even doing like I can't even figure out how to get into that position so like give up like just give up right away so um I like that it's just simple movements the key too is uh, during social media is what's going to make you stand out and uh I I find that like uh and I have to even remind myself to do this because the this last four years uh, I'll tell you has been have been torture for uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, minority groups uh, in my LGBT community um, with the administration and uh, Mm -hmm. the Trumpers that are out there. It's been really heartbreaking because um, regardless of any choices we make, we're just ridiculed. uh, And hopefully we've shifted that. Um, I pray Mm -hmm. that we have here. But uh, like I'll put on a onesie or I'll put on like um, just a a tights or something. And and I think that 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 because it's humorous um, and, and I'm told that, uh, you know, one of my strongest demographics is guys and uh, guys of all types and ages and things like that, because it's a safe zone to just absolutely laugh and have a good time and not take things so damn seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for, you know, a lot of the women, they're allowed uh, or quote unquote allowed to watch me because it's, it's so harmless. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm told I'm not a bad looking guy. I'm in my now mid forties and I'm holding it. Man, together I would not have guessed well. that. Yeah, I oh, no, I would you. not have guessed that at all. Look at you, man. I yeah, man, I really thought maybe like 35. So look at everyone no. what stretching can do for you. <laughs> maybe not almost, everywhere. Almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I love my age. 
Yeah. I feel like people get so like down on their age, but it's like literally just how many years you've been here. Like it doesn't mean anything else other than that. Well, <laughs> I don't it's get also it. mind over matter. Like there, yes, you have to really pay attention and respect to the obstacles your body and genetics have and, and such, but uh, you, you, people should be proud of the journey. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my, um, close, close friends and clients, Mercedes Javid of Shahs of Sunset, which is a very popular reality show on Bravo here in the States, mm-hmm. um, that she is so body confident. And, um, you know, she's, she is a curvy girl and, uh, she, she really puts it out there. And, um, and I really admire her because uh, one of our main goals is, is she wants to be healthy, healthy, healthy. And what does healthy look like? It means getting her exercise in, eating healthy, also addressing her mental health, uh, all of these emotional health, all of these things and factors um, that uh, people oftentimes in the fitness uh, industry and the fitness elite overlook, and they're the most unhealthy of the whole bunch. The, the mm. reason why, and this is what people need to understand, a lot of your fitness professionals that you see or models and stuff like that, they're in the industry to hold themselves accountable, and they have some serious health problems uh, in the office opposite direction. So just take comfort mm-hmm. and pride in wherever you are, as long as you're on your journey. And if you're not, then you need to follow me on, on social media and you need to reach out and I will motivate you and I'll get you moving and I'll make sure that you own your fitness and physique and program. Well, I love that. And I would strongly, even if you're in a place where you're super confident and on well in your way in your health journey, I would definitely just say to follow Craig anyway. I'll kick <laughs> um, your ass regardless of your fitness level. Let me yeah, tell you. Wh- whoever you are, like whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm glad you brought up reality TV. So you were also on a, sh- on a reality show um, with Brandon um, and it was Newlywed's first year. And I have not gotten to watch the show yet. Um, I'm trying to find it, but it's not as easy in Canada, I think, as it is in the States. But um, I've watched every reality show, so I need some new material here. But um, how was this experience in, when was it? Was it in 2016? Yeah, something I think like it, it's yeah, an air in 2016. Like um, yeah, I, I actually have been, uh, I switched from Broadway uh, to reality TV. Uh, I felt my calling was in LA um, and I moved there. And uh, my first uh, reality uh, TV experience was uh, to co-host Intervention with Jackie Warner. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was also on Bravo. And that kind of launched me in a different way and, and made me incredibly vulnerable. Um, and and to be quite honest, judged at first because actors really didn't uh, invite people into their lives. And I certainly did. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing about doing it your, to yourself. But then Newlyweds came about a few years after that, as we talked about maybe 2016. And the uh, opportunity came for um, my uh, my fiance at the time, Brandon, uh, and I to get married on national TV. And um, actually being the first uh, federally recognized same-sex uh, couple to be featured, um, to be married and featured on reality TV. And, oh, wow. and because I knew it was going to be aired it was either w network or um slice i think that one was on slice and being back in canada um we just uh, plunged forward and and we wanted to do that uh especially me being canadian and living in the states to represent mm-hmm. uh and you know it was it was very it was a very interesting roller coaster ride uh because uh, most reality shows will film for uh, a few months and be done and this one filmed for well over a year uh, wow. for a simple like i think 12 episodes or something 
Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's one thing for it to just affect me. And then all of a sudden I bring Brandon, who is a celebrity hairstylist and had no camera experience till then. And my family, all of a sudden my mom and dad are part of it and they're mic'd up and, um, you know, they're, they're told, oh, we need a voiceover from you and things like that. So it's just mm-hmm. really interesting and vulnerable um, to put our family in that situation. But I have to say, I think it really benefited all of us because it forced us out of our shell. We just, you can't hide from from reality TV. Anyone that tells you, oh, they they edited the crap out of me and they manipulated it. Yeah, you can, the editors can um, edit together something that doesn't look, is not in favor of you. But ultimately, mm-hmm. if you, if you're the lead in a show, there's consistency there. And if you're an asshole, you're not going to escape it. It's going to come out. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we just were us and, um, and it, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun, but it didn't come without its challenges. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And especially over the course of a year or so, as you mentioned, like there's no way you could, you know, you couldn't hide your own self for a whole year. Like maybe if it was like a, a quick taping, like I'm thinking mm-hmm. things like the bachelor stuff like that, like people can kind of hide in the background, but first of all, if it's, if it's about you, you're definitely yeah. not hiding. And if it's that long, you can't hide for that. Maybe the first couple episodes you could hide, but, um, your true self has to come out at some point. Um, yeah. and it did, so. I mean, you could eat all the facial reactions that you even have like I couldn't help Mm. but like blink if you blink 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 and you're silent when someone's saying something I mean it can read (laughs) so geniusly yeah yeah yeah. I know I'm coming from like I worked uh in production for a short time in Toronto at the Marilyn Dennis show and it always just like blew my mind the stuff they could do and I'm like oh man like they didn't they, they thought the camera wasn't on them and like it was or like, it, I mean, it's yeah. a very light show. It's not um, controversial in any way, but uh, it always like when I was sitting in the control room, we got to do that a couple of times. Um, I'm like, wow, like that was cool. Like, how did you do that? So I can only imagine how it gets heightened on, you know, um, not as live shows, like obviously pre-recorded type of things. So I was on the Marilyn Dennis show. Um, I, I got to meet her and, and it was a lovely experience, uh, to, to be on as a Canadian. Yes. Um, yeah. But it, it was a, it was, a, I've had, to be quite honest, I've had my issues with them, um, as mm-hmm. well, um, that I went back to the Royal Winnipeg Ballet a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got that opportunity to uh, be a part of Romeo and Juliet, uh, also with my friend Catherine Reeford, um, who was a big, big Broadway star, a Canadian. We trained at the Royal Winnipeg together 20 plus years ago. They invited okay. us back as um, having a very solid ballet base and technique that gave us an amazing career. But also the fact that we've had acting for so many years that we were going to be able to refresh the, our artistry with the company. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we yeah. went in and it was just magnificent. Um, but Catherine's backstory is six years ago, or actually seven years ago now, she was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer and given uh, oh, three God. to six months to live after the birth yeah. of her second child. And that was seven years ago. And she's a medical miracle. She was told that she, she wouldn't be able to lower her head uh, lower than her waist um, initially uh, for the short duration oh, of her life. And then she's back doing Cassie in 40 and um, uh, chorus line. And she starred in Romeo and Juliet with me, which is a huge feat. 
And I have like chills. Oh my God. That's so crazy. She couldn't see out of the lower left side of her eyes. Um, she, she, because of the great fruit size tumor removed from her brain, there's, there's, um, some compromised, um, ability for memory and remembering choreography. And there she is front and center in a ballet 20 years after graduating, you know, from the school passed on featuring Catherine, you know, world-class, um, Mm. performer, getting over brain cancer not getting over but um you know beating the odds uh she she she's told she will you know eventually succumb to this and being a canadian treasure and marilyn passed on it can you believe that no well you know what well, <laughs> i can yeah it's and actually I respect, very unfortunate <laughs> yeah it is and i i respect mm-hmm. you know what all of them have been able to do in marilyn and in in herself. Um, but I mentioned this only because I really feel like Canadian TV deserves more. I think they because, deserve yeah. to be more inclusive. And I think that they need to, to really understand that times have changed and mm-hmm. stories, stories of personal growth and overcoming obstacles and things like that need to be told a lot more than what the latest, um, you know, jean jacket trend for spring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like shopping, like even my segment that I was forced to do with them, um, I didn't feel had the impact that Canadians deserve. So mm-hmm. yes, I do respect it, but I really hope that they are restructuring that and bringing in unique talent that has a, a, a stronger voice for um, Canadians at large. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important too. And obviously it's been, you know, the number one show for so long it shows like uh, the social, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has way, uh, I don't know, is really on the increase in terms of their personalities and in terms of their topics, because they really don't shy away from anything. Uh, and, and they have these diverse guests and these different stories to tell. Uh, and they're not so focused on, you know, home styling trends and stuff. There's a place for all of that. There's a place for fluff TV, but I think Everything needs to be integrated, especially when it's such a top rated show and people really respect uh, these personalities, opinions, if they can, you know, integrate some more stories into that. I think that that would be so much more powerful. And and that's, I guess, what we're becoming accustomed to um, with social media is hearing tons of different stories. And then you turn on the TV and you're hearing, you know. The same thing over and over. Um, so I well, think there might be a bit of a shift. Yeah, I think it, it's, of course, it's yeah, yeah. If, if you if you are, are the only show out there, then it doesn't give much opportunity for people to switch the channel. Uh, mm-hmm. As a Canadian, that uh, you know, I'm, I take a lot of pride in being Canadian, and I've been in the states for twenty plus years now. But I've really held my strong connections to Canada, and mm-hmm. um, we have heart. We 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 make good TV because we're so authentic and that's what i really hope uh, ships in canada is the canadian networks and the production companies realize the international success of our canadian tv and our canadian talent and mm-hmm. that's what i'm talking about how i need i think they need to restructure because all of those shows even talk shows can do so well on the the global market because canadians mm-hmm. are special and unique and the, mm-hmm. the whole world especially america needs canadian mentality 
everybody. I know I have, um, you know, had a great influence of balance with Americans here and not to demean my American friends and community that I, you know, chose to live here. And I'm very grateful for all the experiences I have. But during these difficult times, Canadians are really bringing light and energy and fun and balance to, um, to a very harsh climate. Mm-hmm. We'll look at something as big as Schitt's Creek, right? You know, filmed right around the corner from me uh-huh. um, here in Durham region and, you know, all Canadian people on it and like, look at the success that it's brought. So I think yep. uh, hopefully that on a more television side, will just kind of bring that a bit more to light. You know, there's, there's great things happening right around the corner and, Kim's and convenience. Canadians, <laughs> uh, exactly. And even Canadians, I think sometimes downplay Canadian content a little bit, but it, it is so good. Um, yep. And once we kind of recognize that, I think it will be just so much more powerful. Canadian reality TV, Canadian talk shows, all of these mm. need to uh, gain more confidence and really get out there because we are so special being Canadian. What we had in our upbringing and what we are as a country is needed more than ever. I really couldn't agree more. That was so well put. Um, so in speaking about this kind of topic, what is the future for you? Um, are you going to kind of hunker down on the things that you've been doing that have been working out so great? Or is there anything exciting we should be looking forward to from you? Always something exciting to look Always. forward to. Uh, yeah, even even if I don't even know it yet, I'm sure, uh, you know, <laughs> just being open to the universe, uh, aligning great fun things. It, it, I will say I am going to be more connected with Canada than the last 20 years I have been personally and professionally this year with okay. um, some uh, projects and stuff that I'm planting some seeds with, uh, which is exciting okay. to me. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And until then, I think that, you know, the move to Palm Springs, I'm a newbie here. And I, I really am going to showcase as much as I can about the love I have for Palm Springs. And as I learn and and uh, and educate myself on here, I'm going to showcase that on socials more this year because it has such mm-hmm. a rich history, uh, especially with old Hollywood. And um, and that I'm trying to do uh, also because it's so diverse and and it's so motivating for people. I hope that uh, once tourism is back, uh, that I can assist in getting uh, a lot of people here to to just have the vacation paradise of their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Well, you can sign me right up. I will be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I always end my episodes with some rapid fire questions. These are just like fun questions about yourself. So yeah, we'll get going. So the first question I always ask is, if you could hang with any five people, who would it be? Ooh, five people right now, it would absolutely be uh, just the powerhouse uh, politicians right now in the States. I want to hear mm. from Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, um, and uh, who else? Who else can I? Chuck Schumer. And if I had um, one other one, I I would love to hear from, um, well, uh, let's say Trudeau. I think that I'd love to hear what he thinks of Trump. I, Mm -hmm. he's been very quiet on being honest about it because I think he's trying to protect Canada, but I want to know exactly what the last four years have been for him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a good group. I feel like that that obviously being in Canada, uh, we have been completely tuned into what's happening more than any and ever before. And I think it's so interesting um, to watch. And you're right about uh, our own politicians here really not taking a stance. Isn't doesn't make me feel great uh, <laughs> having a leader that doesn't take a stance on it. So. I think that's a great group. Well, he, he's had to, I think, really push, like pull back and not because the repercussions sure. would be so damaging economically to Canada. True, so as yeah. soon as January 20th onward happens, I think we're going to hear the full story. And I, your rapid fire, oh gosh, I would love to be doing a stretch and wine with Trudeau himself. That would be great. Oh man. Yeah. I would love to watch that too. So, you know, put the, put it out into the world, manifest it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if you're a big binger of shows but if you are uh what show are you binging right now uh queen's gamut i oh i saw that um uh, that's one and i've been revisiting abfab uh just because uh it brings me such light and joy and really always helps my humor with my fitness okay i feel like queen's gambit was like the best show i've watched in like years so mm-hmm. couldn't agree more um what is what has been your po- favorite positive outcome of the quarantine there's obviously been so many negatives um what is one like great thing that you've seen come out of this I think um, if I could be so bold, I think just being really uh, happy and proud of my marriage. I think it's either making or breaking relationships. And I'm just so happy that it's brought me and uh, my spouse together. Oh, that's so nice to hear because you're right. I have heard um, so many, you know, bad stories about this having to be together so often. So I'm so glad to hear um, that from you. Uh, My last question for you is what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, my biggest pet peeve, um, I think, is people overcompensating. If you don't know something, fine, be it. Like, you'd get further if you just admit it. But people that overcompensate at other people's expense, and I think this is a very Canadian thing. We're fine mm-hmm. and sweet until if if you try and pull one over on us, um, we get irate. And th- that's uh, that's my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. That's so annoying. Um, But thank you, Craig. It has been so nice to speak with you. And obviously, I thank you so much for your time. Um, We love having a good Canadian on here. So I'm so glad that you had the time and the knowledge to give to all of us. So thank you. Well, thank you. It's been a while since I've connected uh, with uh, media from from Canada. And I will say what's brought me a lot of joy is I think I have a stronger Canadian accent than you. And I've lived in the States for 20 years. Oh, well, I've always my whenever we go to the States, my dad has always told, oh, my God, you have such a strong Canadian accent. We're like, what are you talking about? Um, so that's really funny. that you say. That. Yeah, it might be because uh, did you, where did you grow up? <laughs> Um, like Toronto. So I feel like we don't really have an accent here. Maybe we do. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. My grandpa was from the East coast and I think just being, uh, actually when I was on tour with the Mamma Mia troupe, the original Canadian group, there were so many, uh, East coast people and, uh, well, Louise being French, uh, Canadian and such that I Mm -hmm. really just ingrained in me. And I've still, I'm, I'm proud to say I have not lost my Canadian accent 20 years plus in the States. That's so funny. I 
I don't know if you've heard of this before, but a lot of people from like the prairies or like Alberta, like the kind of like central to Western Canada have like this sort of different accent. Like they, I don't know, it's something they do with like their A's or something, but a lot of my friend, we have cousins from there. So I was always used to them speaking like that. Um, and then a lot of my friends, when I went to university had this like quote unquote accent. And then I never had it, of course, being from Toronto. And then after a couple of years spending so much time with them, my sister's like, you talk like them. Like, it's so annoying and you <laughs> yeah. talk like them. Um, so now I get asked sometimes if I'm from out there, I'm like, oh God, no, I'm it's not. Contagious. <laughs> it's contagious. No, it's contagious. Uh, and and I, I think that's amazing. I love that, that Canadians are able to pick apart the different Canadian accents. And I'm just a, a combination of them all being, having oh, lived yeah. in most of Canada uh, throughout my life. So. Let's take pride in it. And that's not yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I'm I'm done. I'm done being sorry, especially at home. There's no one to be sorry to anyway. Yep, I'm not um, sorry, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> Too funny. So thank you so much, Craig. I'm Ali Ballas, and you have been listening to Can't Hang. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved today's show, please subscribe and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Visit canhang.simplecast.com to check out all the incredible people I've interviewed and who's coming soon. Much live goes out to all those who have been posting about Can't Hang on social. Please tag me in your posts at Can't Hang Pod and please continue to send me suggestions of who you'd love to see in future episodes. I have an incredible lineup, but I'm always looking for people outside my bubble. Please tune in next Thursday and hang with me and my next guest. This show is produced by me, Alia Ballas, and the music was created by Quan. Quan.